again, everybody. Welcome again to another Blessed Wind Bible Message podcast. What a great two weeks. It's been a very interesting two weeks. A lot of conversations, a lot of talking with people. And one of the things I really started to think this week was how much power you have in your tongue. Proverbs 18.21 says, The tongue has the power of life and death. For those who love it will eat its fruit. Got me really thinking what that meant. The power of life and death. Your choice is to speak light or speak darkness. Your words that you speak, they set boundaries in your life. They affect your spirit. And I'm not talking about the words that you speak in church on Sunday morning. I'm talking about the words that you not only speak on Sunday morning, but you speak the rest of the week as well. Some of us are really good at faking it till we make it for a few hours on that Sunday morning and the real us comes out around the coffee table or around the water cooler or whatever. We need to understand that the words that we use are powerful. There is a great deal of power in the spoken word, especially if you're speaking the spoken word from the Bible. Just as an example, God said, let there be light. He didn't say, I thought there was light and there was. He didn't say, I read about this light. And there was. He didn't say, I wrote it and it become. He said, let there be light. He said it. God has all the power in the world, all the power in the universe at his fingertips. But he spoke the world into existence. And then he spoke all things into existence. Speaking the word of God is powerful. Being positive is powerful as well. Matthew eleven twenty three says, Truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen. It will be done for them. Now, there is that small twist in there that you got to believe in your heart, but you got to say it. You have to say it. He spoke the rules to Adam and Eve. And then the devil said, Did God really say that? This was all conversational. Genesis 3.1 Now the serpent was more crafty than any other wild animal the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from the tree in the garden? That is our first example of negative, ungodly speaking. The words that we use have a great deal of power. 
Are we using them to spread God's message of hope and positivity? Or are we spreading the devil's message of a fallen world and negativity? Looking at the armor of God. When a soldier wears armor, it's meant to be defensive. In the armor of God, and this is Ephesians 6, 10 through 17, it talks about we put on the full armor of God so when the day evil comes, you may stand your ground. You stand firm with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. The sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. All the items in the armor are defensive, except the sword of the Spirit. Think about that for a second. Just ponder that and what that means to the written word. We defend from evil with everything, including the sword, because you can parry. When somebody swings a sword at you, you can block with your sword and use it as a defense mechanism. But you can also attack. When somebody is speaking negative words to you, when the devil is coming after you, speak words of God in defense, and then go on the offense with the sword of the Spirit. Now let's break down that word sword. And I had a friend do this the other day, and what she said was amazing. S-W-O-R-D. S-word. Spoken word. And where do we pull this sword from? Where is the sword affixed in a soldier's armor? It's affixed to the belt. And in this case, the belt of truth. So when we speak the spoken word of God, which is the truth, we are speaking with power. And we're going to put the devil in his place. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than a double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Again, we get back to that heart thing. Your mouth is a weapon. It's a sword. You can use it for good and evil. Because just as much as you can use your mouth and wield the sword of the Spirit, you can use your mouth for evil too. Have you ever heard somebody make a comment about a phrase being a barbed comment, or that person has a barbed tongue? What that means is somebody has a way of talking to people that it tears people's flesh. The cake was beautiful that you made. It tasted great. I don't think I would have used that much sugar in the frosting. 
Why was that barb at the end necessary? I'm not saying you can't give people counsel, and obviously that's just an example. I know you've all heard the backhanded slaps that came from a compliment. And some of them didn't even come from a compliment. Some of them, people are just trying to tear you down. Again, Proverbs 18.21 says, The tongue has the power of life and death. Some people are just outwardly negative. They have given in to the ways of the world. God wants us to resist the ways of the world. Remember, the God of the world is the small g God, Satan. The big G God doesn't want us to give in to him. Romans 12, 2, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Don't conform to the world. The world is inherently negative. If you don't believe me, watch the news. Negative story after negative story, and then they throw some real short positive thing in there, feel-good piece. But that negative story, tearing down people. Look at some of the TV shows that we watch. Where'd all the good, wholesome situation comedies go that had a moral compass, that had a message? They're gone. Psalm 1-1. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. Don't sit in the company of mockers. Don't sit where people are picking on other people. Don't sit with people that are being inherently negative. I know you've all heard this. Well, of course, that's how it always goes with me. The car broke down right on the minute that I needed it. This couldn't be a worse time for this to happen. I'm telling you, when bad things happen, I'm not really sure there's ever a good time for a bad thing to happen. But we need to be looking at the positive things that we can get from that. I have a friend that when people start speaking negatively and go, I know what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. It's not going to work out. Their answer to them is, if you say so. If you say so. What does that mean? I didn't get it at first. I didn't understand what they were saying. And then I thought about it. If you speak negatively, your results will be negative. If you constantly say and speak, I can't, I can't, I can't, you won't, you won't, you won't, you're not going to succeed. Stop giving in to that. It means if we speak bad, the fruit will be bad. But if we speak good, the fruit will be good. Matthew 7, 16 through 20 says, by their fruit, you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. 
a good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit, you will recognize them. What it's getting at there is, evil people are going to bear bad fruit. It also is saying, if you're constantly speaking negative, you're going to bear bad fruit. Verse 19 is the most important one because it's what farmers do. If a tree does not bear good fruit, they cut it down and get rid of it. And in this case, it says thrown into the fire. I believe that means the eternal fire. By their fruit, by how people talk, you will recognize them. I'm not saying everybody that talks negatively is a bad person. All I'm saying is they're giving in to an evil spirit. Matthew 15, 18. But those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart, and they defile the man. The words that you speak come from your heart. Your heart is your inward man. And when we speak, it shows what's in our heart. And I know a lot of real good people that speak negatively. And their heart is gold. They are great people. They get around people of this world that speak negatively as well. And they feel like they got to fit in. You don't have to fit in. It's your choice to speak life. Proverbs 23.7 For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink. He says to you, but his heart is not with you. As your heart, so are you. So let your words reflect what's in your heart, not words of negativity. Negative people always feel like they are justified in their feelings. Proverbs 16.2 all a person's ways seem pure to them, but motives are weighed by the Lord. Speak positively and avoid the negative. Well, if you saw what I saw, you don't understand what has happened to me. You don't understand what that person did to me. You don't understand all the things I've been through. You haven't walked a mile in my shoes. All of these things are justifications for speaking negative. My wife always said to our kids, it's your choice to be angry. It's your choice to want to have a good day. I didn't understand it at the time. I do now. She was speaking of forgetting the past hurts. She wanted everybody to understand it is your choice. It's your mouth. You choose what comes out of it. It's your brain. You choose what you think about. She has another quote that I really like, and it's, Don't let the devil steal your blessing. Every once in a while, she changes that up and says, Don't let the devil steal your joy. The devil is a liar. He wants you to be angry. He wants you to be consumed by the problems of the world. He does not want your eyes on the glory and the positive nature of our God. I had another friend back several years ago. He used to say frequently, 
Don't be bitter. Be better. That phrase I used to think was a barbed comment, and maybe it was at the time, but it stuck with me. God firmly set that in my memory because Proverbs 12.25 says, Anxiety weighs down the heart, but a kind word cheers it up. Don't be bitter. Be better. Be that person that brings people up. Be that person that helps people. Be the calming influence. Proverbs 16.24, pleasant words are like a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. Kind words heal. They make us feel better. They're food for the soul. Speak positively. Don't give the devil the glory when he's tormenting you. When somebody is doing something to bother you and they're picking at you, the best thing you can do is show them it doesn't bother you. And that's what you got to do to the devil. Being a complainer is infectious. It's easy to be consumed by the negativity of one complainer. And that negativity can be consumed by so many people. But a strong, positive person can do the same thing. There's a guy I worked with. He was a young guy that came onto our fire department, and he was a great guy. He was very biblically based with strong faith, and he helped grow my faith, and I thank him for that. And I know he's listening, so thank you. But his positive influence on a negative group of guys changed how those guys reacted every day to situations. And when it came time for shifts bids and people to go to other shifts, he was always asked for to go to the other shift because they wanted his positive attitude. Bad attitudes hold us back. It held back the Israelis in the wilderness. They never took responsibility. They grumbled and complained. And in the end, the generation that left Egypt did not enter the Holy Land because of their poor attitudes and general negativity. The Israelis were promised the land by God, but they needed to have faith. They failed to fight that good fight of faith. 1 Timothy 6.12 Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Again, a confession is speaking out the word. Making a good confession is speaking positively. Confession means to speak it. There is great power in the power of the tongue. We're going to confess Romans 10, 9 through 10. Say it out loud with me. Confess this with me. I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe he was raised from the dead so I could be saved. I confess him as my Lord and Savior. 
Jesus is my Lord. He is dominating my life. He is guiding me. Speak positively. When negative thoughts come, dismiss them. Don't give the devil place. Sing a worship song. Get up and do something. Avoid the negativity. Shut off the news. Concentrate on good things. There has to be something good in every situation. You just need to find it. Think about that time when your mom told you, count your blessings and name them one by one out loud. Stop concentrating on the devil's power. Concentrate on the miracles of God. Here's one such miracle. Just look outside. Psalm 104.19 He made the moon to mark the seasons and the sun knows when to go down. What a miracle! We have a moon that governs the night and we have a sun that governs the day. Just two more verses about the power of the tongue. Proverbs 6.2 You have been trapped by what you have said and snared by the words of your mouth. What you say will trap you. I would rather be trapped in a positive place than ensnared in a negative hole. Matthew 12.37 For by your words you will be acquitted and by your words you will be condemned. The words you use come from your heart, should not be conformed to the world. Notice, we'll have to give account for all the words we have spoken. Speaking negatively is a habit you need to break. It's holding you back. Don't let it keep you from your promised land. Pray the Lord guard your tongue. Matthew 15.11 it is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but what comes out of the mouth defiles a person. And Proverbs 13.3 Whoever guards his mouth preserves his life. He who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. I was a very negative person. I always said I was a glass-is-half-empty kind of guy. Up until that time when the Holy Spirit filled my glass to the top with living water. You have free will. God can't put a muzzle on you. You have to take care of your mouth. Let your heart speak the words of life. Pause for a second and give the Holy Spirit a chance to tell you what you should say. Lord, thank you for this day and thank you for all the miracles that you have done. Help us recognize them. Help us see them in our day-to-day -day lives. Lord, enter our hearts and guide our words. We will speak positive words. We will not be influenced by the world. We will take our guidance from you in Jesus' name. Thank you all for listening. If you have a testimony, I would love to hear it. Email me at blessedwins2022 at gmail.com or visit our website at www.
blessedwinds.net. As a reminder, the podcast can be found on all major podcast sites. Don't forget to select like and subscribe. Have a blessed two weeks. I look forward to speaking to all of you then.